Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Ava McHugh, and this is The Humans of James River. First off, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Laser Accuracy, for making this project possible. You can find more information about their company on this podcast website on the homepage, www.humansofjamesriver.com. Please check them out. A quick reminder that this podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and can be listened to directly through the website. Also, on the website, there's a contact form, and I would appreciate any feedback that you can give me. I'm always improving this podcast every single episode and want to make this the most user-friendly and universal thing that I possibly can. My goal is for everyone to be able to hear my speakers because every single story is incredibly important and more than worth sharing. So please, if you have any ways that I can make this better, fill out my contact form and I will do my best to email you right away. Um, as you can see, this episode is anonymous. And just a little reminder for everyone listening to try your best while listening to really hear the story and not try to figure out who you might think this person is. Um, their identity is just a small part of this story. And it's important that you can truly open your ears and listen to what they have to say. Today, you'll be hearing from a 16-year-old girl. I was a gymnast for a very long time, and it was one of my favorite things that I've ever done. Um, and gymnastics is such a cool sport. It's one of those ones that you look forward to seeing on the Summer Olympics, and everyone watches it, and they're like, oh, how do they do that? Like, that's so cool. Um, and I loved it. But the thing about gymnastics is that your goal is to be perfect, and that's something that's unattainable. And so that goal to be perfect kind of puts a lot of pressure on you, and it makes it really hard to feel like you've done well, even if you have. And so the other way that being that stress of being perfect comes out is physically. Um, and so I struggled a lot with not looking perfect. I wasn't the skinniest child and I didn't have the most defined muscle. And so I wasn't, I didn't fit that definition of perfect in the way that gymnastics seems to want you to. And so that kind of put the first little bit of pressure on me, even as early as six or seven years old. And in sixth or seventh grade, I started to develop an eating disorder. And I didn't really know what it was at first. I didn't think, really think of anything of it because it was kind of the, what everyone was doing. It was one of those things where I wasn't the only one in gymnastics with an eating disorder. And so I didn't really realize that anything was wrong. And it kind of just continued. And then in eighth grade, it started to get a little bit worse with the pressure. And I started to develop depression and anxiety. And that came with both the pressure of or both the stress from the eating disorder and the, just the pressure to be perfect in school and gymnastics and everything I did. 
And so that got really hard. And in eighth grade, my one of my best friends tried to kill herself. Um, I found out when I was on the way home from gymnastics and I was in the car with my dad, I was in the passenger seat and I got a text from one of my other friends and it basically said that she had tried to kill herself and we didn't know anything else at the time and we didn't know what was going to happen. And if you've ever heard the expression, it felt like the rug was pulled out from under you. I understood what that meant in that moment. It was one of those things where I felt like I was on the floor and I was falling. I didn't really know what to do. And so I was always a really independent kid. And so I didn't tell my parents and I just kind of bottled up all that emotion. And so for the next two weeks, we didn't really know it was going to happen. And that was probably one of the most stressful points of my life because we didn't know if it was going to be okay. And so after that, I kind of felt like I had lost control. It, I didn't really know what to do. And it felt like I couldn't help myself and I couldn't help my friends and I couldn't be perfect and I couldn't get all A's and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything perfect. And that had kind of, that was what I grew up as the goal. And so it got worse and worse and I started eating maybe seven or eight hundred calories a day on a good day and on a bad day it would be more like 100 or 200. I'd have an oatmeal cookie and a granola bar, maybe some fruit and I'd call it quits. And then I'd go to gymnastics for four hours and come home and go to sleep. And so I was exhausted all of the time and I felt so bad, but I refused to think that anything was wrong because it was so normalized. And I think that was what, that was the worst part of it, looking back. Because you would go to gymnastics and there, you would see people throwing up in the bathroom because they had eaten nothing all day and then they'd come and exercise for four hour practices. And that was almost every day of the week. And so that was, it was just kind of what, what happened. And then in ninth grade, um, I was at school in art, first period. And on the morning announcements, they announced that Katie Fink had died. And that was how I learned that one of my friends had killed herself. And once again, it was like I was out of control and the whole world was spinning and I had no idea what to do. I don't even think I cried until a couple hours later because I was just in shock. It was one of those things where it was like, all of a sudden she was gone and you didn't know what to do. And so after that, it kind of got worse and worse and worse. And I was eating less and less and I was hiding and I wasn't telling anyone anything because I felt like if I put that on someone else, 
I was causing them pain. And this was something that I had to deal with in myself and I was never good at expressing my emotion. So it just kind of spiraled. And it went on for a long time. In about 10th grade, I think for the first time, I stopped gymnastics in ninth grade. And then a year or two later, I kind of started to get frustrated and angry with myself. And I started to kind of feel like I needed to do something because I couldn't keep living like this because I felt terrible all the time. Because if I did eat, if I didn't eat, then I felt like I was gonna throw up or I thought I was gonna faint. And if I did eat, my body would react by throwing up anything I did eat because I didn't know how to handle that food. And so it was just kind of this endless cycle of, I don't feel good and I can't do anything because nothing I do is bringing me joy and I feel terrible and it feels like there's nothing left. Like I don't know what to do. And then in about 10th grade, I kind of, I kind of realized that it was a little bit after 10th grade, but I kind of realized that if I was, I like, I can't keep living like this. I can't do it. And so at some point I decided that I wasn't going to let this control my life and that I was going to get better. And that was the start of a very long recovery. And so in 10th and into 11th grade, I would kind of look for joy in the little things. It was one of those things where I just looked for things to hold on to. So if I was walking to the bus in the morning and the sun, sunrise was gorgeous, that was something for the day that I could just hold on to and I could find just a little bit of joy in. And then it got better and I started to kind of see other things and you kind of start to find things that you can do that are easy and don't take up a lot of energy, but make you happy. And for me, one of those things was that I started smiling at everyone. And that was whether I knew them or not. I was in the hallways or in a class. If I made eye contact with them, I'd give them a little smile. And of course, most of the time you don't get a smile back because they're going about their own business or they don't know you or you caught them off guard. but. It was one of those things that when I did get a smile back, that was something that I could hold on to. And that, for me at least, was magical. And so I started to kind of figure out that if I was going to get better, I had to make that decision. And so it took a long time, but I think, I think around 10th or 11th grade, I started to finally kind of get a hold on that. And the depression was easy, easier than the eating disorder because the eating disorder was so ingrained in everything. And I don't know, because I was so young, I don't know that I really remembered what it was like not to live with an eating disorder. And so that in itself was kind of hard to kind of refine, refined in myself. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, eating disorders are something that is so prevalent within our school community, within, you know, 
our community as a whole. And somehow they're still one of the least talked about things. So your story is amazing that you are willing to let people in a little bit. Um, I know that someone who's listening will be touched by your story. And I was wondering, is there any advice that you would give to somebody listening going through a similar thing? Um, I think there's two things I would want to tell them. And the first is that it, there, you can do it. It's possible. And I think that kind of goes along with the second thing in that you do have to make that choice to get better because you can have all of the help in the world. You can have the world on your side, but unless you decide that you're going to get better, then it's not going to happen. And so I just want to let anybody out there that's listening know that you can do it and it does get better, but you have to make that decision, but you can do it. Growing up with this vision of perfection obviously has shaped the person that you are today. You know, since it started at such a young age, it's obvious that this, these ideals and these situations have created the girl that you are. So in what ways would you say that these situations and these experiences have made you the person that you are today? Um, I think a lot of it is that I feel the need to have control over my life. And when I was kind of finally understanding that what I had was an eating disorder, I was doing a lot of research and it was kind of, it talked a lot about control and while an eating disorder is, ends up being manifested in that you are control or you are getting skinnier getting skinnier isn't necessarily the point it's more about you actually having control over some part of your life and i think that that's been kind of a theme throughout my life is that need for control of the situation i'm in and i've definitely learned to handle that a lot more healthily than i did when i was younger but that was something that i struggled with a lot And you can go back to when you're five years old. Do you think that you would choose to do something other than gymnastics? It's hard because gymnastics was such a big part of who I am now, not only because of the eating disorder and everything else that happened because of that, but because it built my strength up and it built kind of, I think, the tough person that I am today. So, I don't know. I don't think that I would because going through that, I kind of have an understanding of what that's like and so it's made me a much more empathetic person and it's also made me a stronger person. And so while it was awful and I, I don't want to go through it ever again, I don't know that I'd change it. So, I'm trying to think of how to word this for you. Um, this 
you know, as humans, and probably most people would feel this way, when somebody that you are close to or somebody that, you know, even maybe you're not close to, is going through something really difficult, such as an eating disorder. We want to help. And I think especially in the case of an eating disorder, I think for a lot of people, it's difficult to figure out the best way to help someone that's going through that situation. Do you have any suggestions for people who may have someone with an eating disorder in their life um, and would like to help but don't know the best way? I think it really depends on the person. And so I think, honestly, if you can sit down and have a talk with them and just ask, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Because eating disorders are so tricky and that everyone wants to kind of come up to you and be like, oh, are you eating? Are you okay? Like, is that, how can I help you? Like, have you eaten today? But that can be the worst because the worst thing to do because it's a constant reminder that you have an eating disorder. It's almost like you need to be able to move on and not forget, but kind of move past it. And so the hardest thing about an eating disorder is it consumes your entire life because if you're not, because food is so prevalent in in our lives, it's one of those things where you are, there's not a moment where it's not something you're thinking of. Because if you're not thinking of what you're going to eat, you're thinking of how to avoid eating, you're thinking of what's next. Like, if you're not feeling good, it's be, you know why it is. And so it's one of those things that it, you can never get it out of your head. And those constant reminders are not necessarily helpful, especially early on. And so I think the biggest thing is sitting down and talking with them and being like, look, I want to help you. I want, like, we can make it through this. You can do this. But I, and I'm there for you. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Just give them a place to talk. Eating disorders are seen as, you know, something that's shameful or something that you'd want to hide. But I think you are so strong and so brave. And it's so amazing that you've been able to take these steps to overcome this extremely difficult situation. And I hope that someone listening will hear you and start to maybe recognize that in themselves and following your footsteps because you are really, really an inspiration for people that are going through something like you. So thank you so much for sharing this with me and now the rest of the world. Thank you.